This is Strange Assembly episode 313, Call of the Netherdeep. I'm Chris Stevenson, and this is Strange Assembly, talking today about Call of the Netherdeep. Now, Critical Role, a itty-bitty, teeny-weeny actual play you maybe have heard of, I don't know, got its first official Dungeons & Dragons book with The Explorer's Guide to Wildemar. That was a setting book, and now Critical Role is getting its first full official D&D campaign, Call of the Netherdeep. Call of the Netherdeep is inspired by Critical Role and is set in the world of Exandria, but it is not something like a book version of the campaigns from the show. Instead, it is an all-new adventure for characters of level 3 to 12. Those familiar with the world may have more background information, but knowledge of Critical Role is in no way needed to play or enjoy the campaign. Note that as a campaign book, Call of the Netherdeep is primarily tailored for DMs. This doesn't even have a single character option. This isn't one of those things where it's a campaign book, but maybe it's got a subclass and a race or some spells. Nothing that's not for a DM. However, this is going to be a what I call a spoiler-free review. It is not going to spoil anything more than you would learn by reading the back of the book, looking at official Watsi advertisements, and attending a session zero. But if you want to be completely and totally out of the loop on what's going on in this campaign, you've been warned, drop off now. All right, so the campaign in Call of the Netherdeep starts in the wastes of Zorhas on the continent of Wildemount, in particular, it starts in Jigao, on the edge of the Kryn dynasty. As is standard for this part of Exandria, once the seat of power for the Betrayer gods, many of the inhabitants are quote-unquote monstrous humanoids, which here just means that there's a lot of goblins, orcs, and the like living as most other folks do, in a town with their families trying to make do. And the Kryn dynasty is run by lawful good drow. Characters don't have to be descended from any of these but they are easily available as options without having to worry about, you know, your DM having the village try to chase your character off because you're an orc, right? More information on this area can be found in the Explorer's Guide to Wildemount, but that book is in no way necessary to play Call of the Netherdeep. The adventures in Jigao will set the tone and pace for the book in a lot of ways. Characters will go from Jigao to Bazakstan near the Betrayer's Rise, and then to Ankharal on the continent of Marquette. In all three places, there's basically a town and then a dungeon, and I'm air-quoting both of these again, town and dungeon. In all three places, characters will have the chance to interact with their rivals, another adventuring party, and those rivals will grow and change just like the player characters. In all three places, the characters will need to explore the town and get to know the natives and have the chance to interact with their rivals. In all three places, the characters will have to go into that dungeon, possibly multiple trips in, to achieve their objectives. Once they decide what they want their objectives to be. Okay, okay. That last part is pretty simple in Jigal. They want to win a contest, but it's more complicated after that. And in all three places, I would say that three things are true. The first is that how you treat people matters. Yes, Call of the Netherdeep is a Dungeons and Dragons campaign, and yes, it has epic fights. But it's also a campaign of relationships, empathy, and 
personal growth, or the lack thereof, depending on how you want to play it. From start to finish, these things will significantly impact the campaign, both the characters and the world around them. This isn't the only D&D campaign where that's the case. The Wild Beyond the Witchlight, for example, had real elements of how the characters' actions mattered in the world and affected NPCs, while Strixhaven Curriculum of Chaos leaned heavily on the Dungeon Master making social interaction matter. But Call of the Netherdeep is the first where all of these concepts are so heavily baked into the fundamentals of the campaign. This concept is most prominent with the rival adventurers, who have been the subject of much of the recent social media push for Call of the Netherdeep. But it is not just them. How you treat people matters. Second, decisiveness matters. Decisiveness is a good trait for a group to have in role-playing games in general. Few things can bog down a campaign more quickly than players or characters who simply cannot make up their mind about what they want to do. Unless you've got a real gotcha game master, making decisions and seeing the consequences is almost invariably more interesting than dithering around and either not deciding or always trying to hedge your bets. But decisiveness is especially important in Call of the Netherdeep. As the song says, if you choose not to decide, you still have made a choice. And third, destiny is a fickle mix. As with many heroes' journeys, fate has its role in Call of the Netherdeep. But fate is malleable, and prophecies can have more than one interpretation. The characters' choices matter. There is more than one way this hero's journey can go. But, for all the thematic similarities between those three locations, that does not mean that things are the same as the campaign goes on. Call of the Netherdeep is a true heroic journey for the player characters and for others. And like any heroic journey, that means change. The characters will start off with small-town fun and games, be called on an epic quest, face the lingering darkness from the calamity on the rough edge of civilization, delve into trap and puzzle-filled ruins, behold a glittering metropolis, and navigate their way between completing factions. I mean, there's a full set of interlocking quests for several factions, so the players really have choice here. And then they will do a little non-dungeon archaeology. And that's before they finally dive into the sunken realm of the Netherdeep a realm of sorrow and corruption that provides one of the most emotionally fraught D&D experiences ever printed. And all along, the characters will have their rivals, who are making their own decisions, and also being affected by the characters' decisions. Call of the Netherdeep is a demonstration that you don't need to make a campaign stretch over 20 levels in order to feel epic. In 10 levels of play, Call of the Netherdeep manages to infuse almost every step with heroic heft, emotional heft, or both. It isn't perfect, right? There's one level worth of content that's basically just random encounters in transit from point A to point B. Like any good epic, it opens with simple foundations, a moment of revelation, and then it just keeps weaving everything together into what might be the most satisfying conclusion we've seen in a 5e campaign. Like a lot of recent 5e content, this one is not going to scratch your itch if you're just looking for an old-school dungeon crawl. But if you want a really emotionally meaningful campaign, 
without the DM needing to improvise every single bit of the social stuff to make it that way, Call of the Netherdeep is hard to beat. You've been listening to Strange Assembly, your tabletop gaming podcast. You can find us on the web at www.strangeassembly.com. You can subscribe to this podcast there, in the Apple Podcasts app, or whatever your favorite podcatching service is. If you look in your favorite podcatching service and we aren't there, please let me know, and I will fix that situation. You can reach me at chris at strangeassembly.com. You can also catch me on the usual social media. We're at Strange Assembly on Twitter, facebook.com slash strangeassembly, at strangeassembly on Instagram. We always like to hear your comments, thoughts, and feedback. Until then, I'm Chris Stevenson, and this is Strange Assembly. Never stop gaming.